BBC Six Music Podcasts. Six Music. This is a free download from the BBC. Find out more at bbc.co.uk slash sixmusic. And now, John Richardson. Hello, everybody. Welcome along to the John Richardson Show podcast. Thank you for downloading. I hope we find you well and safe and warm, but not as warm as it is in this studio. Oh, it's baking. It's too warm, isn't it? What mm. someone needs to do is release some noxious gas in here so it can all <laughs> stew in our filth. <laughs> as if anyone would do that, right, guys? Um, That's private stuff. This week's show, I was joined by We Are Clang, or more to the point, by the best one out of We Are Clang, Mr. Steve Hall. Um, we were not joined again by Al Pitcher. Oh, well, People we sort of were. to leave us to it, you know. Sort of, sort of were joined by him. Taking the hint. He was, he was there in spirit through my voice. More to the point, it was our last show before we head up north. The Scottish place. Where we will be for the next month. Um, I discovered this week that I have psychic powers as well, so uh, you can find out more about that on the podcast. Uh, this week's pod joke comes from Pete Daly. Where do you think Pete Daly lives? Um, Guildford. No, I'll say I'll say it in his accent so you can guess. Pete Daly, eh? South Africa. No, that would be Pete Daly. I'm gonna do it again. He'll Pete. Um, Pete Daly. No, I've got it wrong now. You've put me off. Pete Daly, eh? Right. Give me a full sense. Say come hello. on, it's obvious, isn't it? No, just say hello. My name's Pete Daly, and I like John Richardson. Hello, my name's Pete Daly, and I like John Richardson, eh? Uh, Canada. Yeah. Well, that was obvious from the A. Um, I would have said America, but I thought if you punctuated it with that. I've been on holiday in a cottage in northern Ontario without internet access. I finally got around to listen to your podcasts, and you've challenged people to come up with what do you call a Frenchman who jokes. So, I've got this. What do you call a Frenchman who farts through his willy? I don't know. We'll tell you after the podcast, shall we? Yeah. Yeah, enjoy it. John Richardson. This is our last show from London before we go north of the border. I'm avoiding saying the E word because I'm having a slight panic attack about it and I think we're going to be up there for the whole month. So uh, I'll simply be referring to it today as the Scottish place. Um, I discovered that I was uh, psychic this week. I was watching the cricket and I I just had a feeling. I just had a feeling for James Anderson and I said to the guys I was watching the cricket with, I think James Anderson's going to have a good day today. And surely enough, he took all the wickets. And then I said, I don't think he's going to get the last wicket. I think that's going to go to Graham Onions. And surely enough, it went to Graham Onions. And then I said, but I've got a bad feeling that England, they're going to lose a wicket early on. Then they lost a wicket. And I said, it's all right, they're not going to lose a wicket until tea. And then they didn't lose a wicket till tea. So I am now calling myself John Stradamus, um, as clearly I am psychic. John Richardson on BBC Six Music. Uh, hello, John. My friends and I are doing a show at the Camden Fringe next week. Can you predict whether we will sell more than the current nine tickets? Uh, Tar, Rose in London. You will. You will sell 12 tickets, but two of those will be to staff. Um, don't, don't question John Stradamus. He has spoken. An anonymous text says, I'm asking a friend if she'd rather be my girlfriend. How's that going to go, John? Not well. Not well. She's, uh, she's fond of you, but... Um, she doesn't want to commit to a relationship because she doesn't want to end up hating you. Um, but you're not really meant to be together. You will meet a girl uh, one day in uh, Morrison's, in the uh, soup aisle. Uh, you'll drop a tin of Campbell's Condensed, and uh, when you bend over to pick it up, you'll fart and she'll laugh. <laughs> so all the best with that. Um, Dear John, says Paul in Chelmsford, I'm due to have a vasectomy tomorrow. Can you tell me whether I will turn up for the appointment or not? Um, you will turn up for the appointment, but um, whilst in the waiting room, you'll watch someone eating a banana, and it'll make you feel sick, and you will leave the appointment before the job is done. 
but you will tell your partner that the job has been done, causing hilarious consequences. Um, hello, John. I've got a job interview coming up on Wednesday. Can you predict how I'm going to do at that? Uh, she was born in Melbourne, Australia. It's going to go very well. It's going to go very well, and you're going to get the job, um, but you won't be happy in that job. Um, <laughs> you will. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. But you will get into a relationship with someone in the office um, that will end on August the 12th. Hello, John. Can you tell me what my A-level results will be? Because as you are psychic, it means that if you predict that I will do well, even if my results say I failed, I'll know that the results are wrong and can tell everyone that I didn't actually fail. I'm not really asking you to make an official prediction so much as I'm asking you to pretend to predict that I will pass. Love to the wife, Rose. Well, Rose, you will pass. There we go. I mean, you're really abusing my gift there, but um, hey, it's happy hour. I'll let you go. Six music. I'm joined by a lottery winner now. Not those rubbish lotteries where you win money and become happy for the rest of your life, but one of those good lotteries where you get to stand on a plinth for an hour. I'm joined by Kate. Are you there? Hello, John. Hello. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. You've just come off the plinth, haven't you? You were on nine till ten, is that right? Nine till ten, yes. Doing good deeds. <laughs> yeah, doing good deeds. Tell people what you did. This is the plinth in Trafalgar Square, where you get to go yeah. up and do something uh, artistic for an hour. Yeah, it's Anthony Gormley's project, and um, basically I went up there with my radio, an armful of pink paper planes with good deeds on, and about a thousand stickers that said, please be nice to each other. <laughs> nice. And then, and then proceeded to fling them off at random. Well, if you can get on the uh, plinth and fling things at strangers, that's always a good way to start a Sunday. Well, absolutely, yeah. I flew them at everyone, to tourists, to policemen. What sort of... Uh, oh, you threw at the police, did you? I did, yeah. Did you get away <laughs> with that? Yeah, I told him that he needed to give up his seat on the tube. OK, fair enough. Do the police... <laughs> I heard that the police travel for free on the tube, is that right? I've got no idea. Well, you should definitely give up his seat then, shouldn't you? Get yourself down Ann Summers, get yourself a uh, police outfit, and then uh, you ride for free on the tube. I don't know if Ann Summers do police outfits. I've never been there. I should no, stress that. you sounded that. quite knowledgeable about that, John. I know. I um, spent a lot of time looking through those windows. So what, um, <laughs> what sort of good deeds were you telling people to do? I all sorts. I was throwing ones to men that said, let your wife have the remote control, you know, <laughs> <laughs> pat a dog, kiss a child. Okay. You know, just, you know, you give up your seat, you know, do sponsor a child. There was a good mix. A good, good mix of things. Well, that's <laughs> good work. Um, well done for doing that. And um, how, how was the hour? Was it a long time? Because you've been filmed and you've gone out live on telly and live on the internet. Yeah. And Were it was you... embarrassing because I didn't realise that people could listen to every word I was saying. So about halfway through, I had to start editing what I was saying. But no, it was good. And it went very quickly. It went quickly, did it? Because I've got yeah, to really... do an hour in Edinburgh. And sometimes it feels like a long time. <laughs> Well, people like me. Do you think they like you? Um, <laughs> well, they certainly don't like me when I start talking to myself. Were you just talking to yourself on the plinth? Or were you talking no, no, to people? I was, I was interacting. Oh, nice. I was talking to lots of different people. So, yeah, it was good stuff. I thought you'd just gone a bit stir-crazy. Well, um, well done. No. You're, you're our first good deed of the day. That's uh, oh, good hurrah. work, telling people Thank to do you. good things. You're in with a shout of winning, obviously, um, with that one. But, um, oh, I'll have to listen. We mainly uh, called you up because your uh, email said... Um, uh, if you don't call me today, then it's going to be on Magic <laughs> FM. So uh, we can't have threats like that. Um, You'll be pleased to know I didn't follow through with the threat. There was no Magic FM. Good. So if I'm driving back from the show today and I hear you on LBC or London's Heart <laughs> talking to Jamie Theakston or whoever else they've got, it's Jason Donovan on Sunday afternoons. Man, no, you shouldn't have told me that. I'm going to uh, switch loyalties this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I'll do a Jason Donovan impression later on. I'll get a rubbish coat or something and sing about it for an hour. That's all he does, isn't it? 
Um, thanks much. for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your day, and um, we'll uh, we'll catch up with you if you ever climb on anything tall again and shout and throw things <laughs> at people. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Have a good time. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Bye. I faded up very abruptly there, didn't I? <laughs> Oh dear. I'm one of these I'm like one of these five live guys. I've got so much going on. It's just like right, that's that bit done. See you later. Hello John. My school production opens on Tuesday night. Can you predict how many things will go wrong? Nothing will go wrong uh during the show. The show will be fine, but afterwards you will discover that the show is cursed and terrible things will begin to happen. Um hello John Stradamus. When are my parents going to let us get another dog? Home doesn't feel like home without a furry canine friend who salivates on your leg and leaves its hair everywhere. Jane in Buckinghamshire. Well, the John Stradamus prediction is that that will happen on Boxing Day when you sit down as a family and watch Homeward Bound and uh, your parents will let you have a dog. But if you are worried and you want it to happen before then, then why not cut your hair off and scatter it around the house and dribble all over your parents? And I'm sure that will work. Um, Ian Edinburgh, I am courting an objectively hot chap abroad who seems to be playing it cool. Though I thought he really liked me. My friend James says if I ignore him for two weeks, he will definitely get in touch. It's now been one week. Can you predict whether he will get in touch by next Sunday, E in Edinburgh? He's not going to, I'm afraid, E. Um, he does like you, but um, he's abroad, and um, I'm afraid he's... Um, you know the girl um, in the in the restaurant where you, were, where you were having dinner, and he kept looking at her? Well... Stuff's going on. It's not, it's not my job to tell you what's going on, but uh, you've got to capitalise E. Don't do this playing it cool nonsense. If you like someone, just constantly harper after them. Phone them, text them, email them, send them gifts, send them your hair, send them bits of your body. How will they know if you play it cool? John Richardson. BBC Six Music. I am joined now by my guest for today, who is Mr Steve Hall. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks for coming in. I, Thanks for having pleasure. the good grace to follow through on a commitment. Not like those two other, yes, you know, insert your own words. My, my We Are Clan colleagues. One is in Spain. Yeah, that's quite the length to go to to avoid yeah, coming in, isn't it? Sunning his fat carcass. <laughs> uh, and uh, Mr Marrick Larwood has uh, what I believe is referred to by the medical profession as wine flu. What are you usually doing on Sunday morning since you've just got married, haven't you? I have just got married. So you're like a successful too. person. It's, it feels not it's like I've not I've, you know I'm 32 I feel like, like I should feel like an adult yeah and we're still we're kind of laying in bed of a morning going to go I can't believe we're married yeah and we got married in Vegas on a thrill ride on a roller coaster did you really uh, yeah it was one of those ones that it was not properly a roller coaster You're, we started a thousand feet above the Vegas Strip and then he you, you get strapped into this machine he says I pronounce you man and wife and then we got fired 200 feet further up into the air. I can't work out if you're ch- ch- telling the truth no, no, or not. Keep, is that true? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, the first uh, the first picture of us is as as it's blasting off, and she looks wonderful. Wow! Uh, and I'm just doing the W of woo, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and it looks like I'm having a stroke. I woo. Um, were you uh, tuxedoed up and was she in a nice No, it was dress? so hot uh, there that we just wore the... It's, it's so kind of casual and, uh, and so we're wearing kind of shirts. Well, I'm wearing a shirt. She's wearing a nice dress. She looks, okay. She looks beautiful. I look like a sweaty tramp. <laughs> Shorts and flip-flops? Uh, I, was, I was wearing flip-flops. <laughs> But it was, it was kind of particularly seedy because the photographer, we'd said we didn't want any pictures of us kissing because it's a bit cheesy. And, uh, and he took pretty much nothing but pictures of us kissing. And as we first kissed, he said uh, in perfect Vegas way, go on, slip her some tongue. <laughs> wow. My um, wife. Yeah, you really went for an unorthodox wedding, didn't you? No pictures of kissing and no... But then if you're going to kiss, 
I would say the best way to avoid being photographed kissing, this is what I do so that there are no kiss and tells, is that I don't make physical contact with anyone at any point. And that's then, a, that's know, a very good... Uh... And I imagine a good, uh, a good way of saving excitement yeah. in the marriage. If you don't kiss each other for the first five years of the marriage, <laughs> you know, you've got that to look forward to, haven't you, um, afterwards. So you just lie in bed with uh, your new wife and just say, hello, wife, and she yeah. says, hello, husband. It's, it's, there's a lot of the, just getting used to the word, my wife. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, pure, it's Papa Lazarou the whole time, just yeah. like, you're my wife now. Yeah. Which, uh, again, saying that in particularly intimate moments tends to upset her a bit. Well, are you still playing the games then? That's half the fun, isn't it? You've got to, you know, you've got to make their life a misery, haven't you, once you get <laughs> married? Is that not the game? Well, she, uh, she blacked out last night. It was, uh, she, she hit her elbow on the thing and passed out for, for seven seconds. Uh, Just from her elbow? Yeah, it was like a really, with the, the pain was so intense. I, I, oh. like, it's completely unprecedented. We're trying to work out. I thought you discovered some sort of samurai move where there's a point on the elbow. <laughs> just, uh... I might, if she, if she acts up. I'll yeah, just if she's pre- talking during a film, you just don't make me tap the elbow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so she, how did you react as the, as the husband in uh, Well, I, I was out of the room, but we, uh, Felicity Ward, a very uh, splendid Australian comedian, has been staying with us, and so she reacted to it and, and was quite alarmed. Yeah. I was trying to count the number of seconds before which you need to go and actually call help. It's eight, isn't it? That's it, and it was yeah. <laughs> just, she was just in the cut-off point. Wow. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think that we have a few listeners who are married, but I don't imagine anyone has got married in such an interesting way as doing it on a roller coaster. It's because we're doing like a, a family doing, in, she's Australian, we're doing a family doing Melbourne uh, in October, so we kind of thought, let's just do the anti, and just the, the sheer amount of so pressure. you just put your auntie over there and <laughs> you and them on a, on a roller coaster. <laughs> What made you do that? Uh, well, partly visa purposes, because it, cause she's, she's, uh, she's finishing <laughs> I don't her... mean get married. I mean get married on a roller coaster. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what made you do that? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we, so we, we decided, because we'd got the family one, we thought let's just do it completely just us on our own. Uh, on a roller coaster. Yeah. You see, I'm still not seeing where that bit came well, in. Well, we, we wanted, to, we knew we wanted to do it in Vegas, and then we were going to, so we wanted to do something spectacular. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we, originally, we were thinking about an Elvis impersonator, but most of the Elvis impersonators are, are just, they look nothing like Elvis. The, the, the average stars in your eyes contestant looks more like Elvis. Even the ones that are performing as <laughs> Alison Moyet look more like Elvis Presley. Uh, and, and you go to Clark County, uh, the marriage office, to get your licence, and you get fat, greasy men called Hernando like giving you a flyer. And it's, it's, it's a it, special day. Yeah. And, it's, and so we thought, you know, let's do it a bit more romantic. Let's look it up on Google. Yeah. That's a, a much nicer way to decide where to get married. And you've uh, got that anecdote forever now. Yeah. And then... Uh, that's 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 actually partly the inspiration. <laughs> we're kind of thinking, if we do it this way, I might get five minutes to talk about it on stage, my dear. Hello, John. I got married in a field in Austria, um, and immediately after my wife and I had said our I do's, a cow fell over sideways and died. My wife was very upset and saw this as a bad omen, but most people just laughed about it. Is it wrong to laugh at a cow dying, Leroy? I think that's wonderful. I think, maybe the, I think maybe the cow was looking at one of them and kind of going, well, if I can't have them, I don't want to live. Yeah. Um, we need to end something. Um, we do good deeds in the first hour uh, where people brag about nice things they've done for people because you don't get the recognition you deserve to kind of perpetuate deeds happening. Um, Very nice. And I invite you to pick whoever's done the best one Oh. Um, in your judgment. I feel, I feel like uh, King Abraham. Yeah, okay. Chop a baby in half in the biblical story. That is one of the deeds, actually. Yeah, someone said, my good deed this week was I chopped a baby in half. So um, I think that one might win. (laughs) 
Um, someone, uh, we are two that I've already read. This is the final now, the final three. A guy called Martin Argentina who um, got to work and there were two homeless guys sleeping in the doorway. So he went up and made them coffee and brought them down a flask of coffee. And uh, I thought that was quite nice. That's nice. Did he bring them any biscuits? I don't think he brought them biscuits. They could have gone the extra mile. I don't think they have biscuits in Argentina. It's, it's not since 1982. Yeah. That's one of the things I don't we need no stinking biscuits. <laughs> I only like cake. Um, so that was one. Um, and there, we spoke to someone who's come off the fourth plinth uh, on Trafalgar Square. And they used their time on the plinth to write messages like uh, phone your mum and go and kiss a baby and, you know, That's make time nice. for your nan and flung them down at people. Um, so that was that's, that one. That's, I'm liking that. I, I went and watched the fourth plinth uh, with Mr. Lloyd Langford, okay, yeah. stand-up comedian, and we saw there was a bloke who was just in a crash, crash helmet and leathers, so it looked a bit like a, an advert for Zavirax. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> uh, he was just, for about 15 minutes, there were just some blokes shouting, kill yourself. Wow. Uh, and, and we got a bit depressed at the state of humanity, but... Yeah, so you we, can't... So, so we waved at him. That was our <laughs> attempt to cheer him up. Ignore them. Hello. <laughs> yeah, that balances it out. Two weirdos waving at me. Um, well, so she's in the lead. What was his point with the just? I've got oh, he was one of the he was one of the people who just you know he hadn't banked pa- on it being an hour. You know <laughs> that, that, that the sho- the way the shoulders sag seven minutes in, we went, oh, no, he's given up. Yeah. He's not going to break into a dance after all. Um, <laughs> and this is the final one, um, Maheen in Manchester. I did my good deed on Thursday. Uh, it was one of our rare sunny days. I was walking home when I saw an old lady's dog pinch one out. Um, that's a phrase that we're using on the show every week now. Excellent. Um, as I watched her struggle to bend to pick it up, I thought maybe I should intervene. So I walked over and picked it up for her. Personally, I think I was pretty brave to do that. She was going to take the bag of deposit off me, but I told her I only live around the corner. I'll put it in my wheelie bin. And when I got home, my mum inquired as to what was so important that I had to make an effort to get to the wheelie bin in the backyard. And I said, just some crap I found in the street, to which my mum replied, nice to know you're keeping Britain tidy. Um, uh, that's Maheen. I think that's it's small, isn't it? The whole point of these are the small deeds yeah. that you would think about doing and maybe not do to go and pick up someone else's dog dirt. Yeah, which well, a bit weird. It I'm is bit, slightly I'm weird. Slightly worried whether that he got and, and bragging about it. That's, yeah, it, you know, when does a good deed become bragging? I, I'd go with the plinth lady just because I'm a tiny bit worried that there was no old lady and there was no dog. <laughs> he just. Uh, <laughs> Got a bit carried away on yeah. the bus somewhere and thought, well I, well, I need to think of something pretty inventive to get myself out of this one. Mum, it happened again. Oh, son. <laughs> Were you wearing your special pants? No, I wasn't. <laughs> I agree that it's slightly weird. Even if there was an old lady in the dog, it is weird, that, isn't it? I'll get that for you. Um, don't, because... Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's weird. So you're going with uh, Kate on the plinth? I think the plinth needs to be celebrated. Okay, she's had a good day then. She's been on telly and now she's uh, getting the rest of the show dedicated to her, which doesn't really amount to anything really, so much as just us going, well done, Kate. (laughs) Clang, I've never really thought about it. Clang's a place, isn't it? Uh, it's well, yeah, it turns out it's loads of things that that I'd never realised, that it's a a place in Malaysia. Yeah. Uh, It's... uh, the Kling Clang is the name of the recording studio that Kraftwerk uh, used to record in. Nice. Uh, Clang is the fir- is the name of the first Klingon to ever meet a human uh, <laughs> in Star Trek, uh, and it was the name of uh, Donna Matthews, the guitarist from Elastica. Uh, she started a new band, uh, and they were called Clang before right. she uh, found she packed in music and found God again. And she's now very deeply she religious. She lost him, did she? For she a bit? Yeah. He wandered <laughs> off in Tesco. She, she'd mistaken him for some drugs oh, in, her, okay. in her troubled times. And, and Clang is also the name of the third album by the Rakes. 
Okay. Yeah, but that, that only just came out a few months ago. So the uh, the Klingon one, do you get a lot of people coming up to you and saying, oh, "I assume you're called that because of Klingon"? Uh, we did get. A few, well, I didn't know it until there was a review that went. I think they might be called Klingon because of this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you don't want to let that bloke down. So if so if, <laughs> if you just whoever asks whatever they think, you go, "Yeah, of course that is." That's what it is. We had an agreement that if if we got if it was an interview that if it was a journalist who we didn't like, we the, the agreement is to make up a story where they go, "Where do you get the name from?" Okay. Uh, and so the most popular one. We had was to say that on our first ever gig, my dad was driving us to the gig, and we were really late. And on the way to the gig, he accidentally ran over a dog, uh, and that we then uh, he then looked at the name tag on the dog, and it said <laughs> Clang. And so that uh, we were named after an imaginary dog. Don't right. be offended, anyone. The dog, the dog doesn't exist. Yeah, uh, by a. Uh, that had been, but yeah. we don't condone running over imaginary dogs either. You know, you've got to be careful when you're driving your imaginary car around because <laughs> there are imaginary dogs running around. Um, I was going to invite you on this topic to um, make up uh, a rumour about what Marek and Greg, um, each of them, since they didn't turn up. I thought we should punish them somehow. Is that... Um, that's, uh, that's perfectly acceptable. I've been referring to myself as John Stradamus this morning because I have psychic powers. Marvelous. I discovered this week. I predicted the cricket, like... Almost perfectly <laughs> while it was going on. Oh, um, what, the actual, the actual, like not, the actual not just. I when think it's going to Would fall and things like ah, that. Wow. And who would get the last wicket? They weren't even bowling onions. And I says, "You mark my word, onions are getting." Uh-huh. And I was driving along listening to Five Lives coverage of the cricket, and because they keep going on about onions, I was getting really hungry. The side <laughs> product of having a player called onions is by the time you get to the gig, you're really dying for a curry or a packet of pickled <laughs> onion crisps. It's been suggested that I look a bit like Graham Onions. Uh, oh, he, I can he looks quite a lot that. like me and or Mark Watson. Yeah, I can slightly see that. He's got a bit that. more of a mullet than either of us. But. He's got a bit of a quiff going on, hasn't yeah. he? Um, yeah, he's doing well, though. But people um, probably listening to Six Music aren't that entertained by the cricket. Otherwise, <laughs> I imagine they would be watching it. Um, so I've been asking people to ask me to predict their lives since I have the, the capability that would be interesting to see if you get any vibes oh. and if we clash. Um, so Olivia says, on Friday, I'm due to have my third child via caesarean section. It's a dubious start to a text, yes. but it gets more lighthearted. Um, could you please predict the sex of my unborn child, Olivia? So um, what are you feeling? Are you getting any vibes? I, think, I mean, I know, obviously. Yeah, I think she's in for a shock. Really? I think it's going to be a bit of both. <laughs> wow. Well, I, you know, if that happens... Then you've really called it, because yeah. I was just going to say it's going to be a boy, which makes me look quite dull. But, I mean, it is going to be a boy, unfortunately, because I'm psychic. <laughs> but um, imagine if that... That would be remarkable. Yeah. If and, it was... Uh, and she'll just, as it's born, she'll scream to the heavens, curse you, John Richardson! <laughs> I didn't do anything. I just said a boy. Curse you, Steve Hall. I don't, I don't have a touch it. I don't have anything to do with it. Um, have you thought of a rumour yet for either Marek or Greg, or do you want something um, time? Well, certainly for, for Greg, this isn't so much a rumour as a, as a simple fact. Okay, uh, nice. Uh, one of Greg Davis's uh, pre-fame achievements uh, was he was on holiday in Spain um, around the time. The, uh, the, some of your viewers, uh, listeners, may be too, maybe a bit too young to remember the, the band The Wonder Stuff. Right, uh, yeah. They were one of the finest bands the UK has ever produced. Uh, and uh, a lot of bold claims being made this morning. <laughs> Sexual Healing by Marvin Gaye, best song ever written. And now The Wonder Stuff, ah. one of the best bands the UK has ever produced. But and uh, Mr Greg Davis uh, managed to uh, spend the night with a lady uh, by telling her uh, that he was the drummer in The Wonder Stuff. Wow. Uh, and then as they, and they spent the night on a beach. It was deeply romantic. And she, she uh, sat there and went, I can't believe I'm... 
with the uh, drummer from the Wonder Stuff. And he went, would it uh, matter if I wasn't the drummer from the Wonder Stuff? And she went, oh, no, no, I mean, it's, I think you're a lovely person. He went, oh, that's good, because I'm a teacher in Slough. <laughs> and she went, oh, oh um, it's fine, you're just so lovely. Wow. So he used the Wonder Stuff's fame. You never do the reveal, do you? Surely you've got to keep that going. Uh, yeah. I would say just carry on. John Richardson. Six music. You've done something, Steve. Oh. I took my fiance Sarah, on our first date to see We Are Clang at the Edinburgh Festival. It was such a successful date that she agreed to see me again, and as a result, we have been together a long time and are now getting married on the 24th of August, 2010. So a big thank you to Marek, Greg and Steve. You are more than welcome at the do, that is, as long as you can make it to Cairns in Queensland. Cheers, Graham and Sarah, the future Mrs Hurstwood in Edinburgh. Well, well, well. So your gig was so good that you've um, united, you've bonded a couple, and now they're going to get married. Uh, I think technically that means we're allowed to watch them on their marriage night. I think you have the, to, As they consummate you? their union. I think you have to be there We legally. are clang allowed to sit just smoking. It, <laughs> no, I don't even smoke, we're just smoking, not saying anything, just all smoking. And then when it's all done, you say, good. <laughs> um... So, the live stuff, because you're doing a live DVD, aren't you? Uh, yes, so the series is going out, uh, it started on Thursday, and it's yes. half ten every Thursday night, and repeated uh, as many times as BBC Three like to repeat things, which is 17 million times every second. Is that contractual? Uh, uh, I, I, that's, again, the, the mastery that is our agent. Yeah. <laughs> gets it all written in. Uh, and then we're doing a live DVD uh, in the Bloomsbury Theatre on November the 5th, which is kind of, that's it, going to be just quite fun, because it's going to be all our favourite bits from the live show for the last couple of years. Yeah, the live element is sort of um, is what got you where you are, isn't it? So I imagine that will be great for people who've seen the series to then see the live stuff. Yeah, and, and, and just obviously, you know, you can be that bit ruder. Yeah. Uh, on uh, I noticed live. that they'd uh, pixelated bits on trails. I saw yeah, that was, that, those pixels came in quite like because I'd always been under the understanding that certain bits of my anatomy would be pixelated. Yeah, uh, and then I kept they kept on sending versions through where there weren't any pixels, and I was to go, well, do I tell my mum and dad uh, <laughs> to watch this? Did you get to have a say in how many pixels they used? Uh, I was I was tr- I was wanting to sort of th- you know if they could expand it yeah. so that I could uh, they could imply that I needed more pixels than I actually do. Yeah, it would uh, be horrible if you were watching it and there was just one pixel. Yeah. But my ah, my mum phoned me up. And, that was a lovely moment when my mum phoned me up and went, "Oh, you've got your dad's pixels." <laughs> oh, very nice, <laughs> lovely stuff. Um, well, good. So when the DVD comes out, couples that haven't made it to your live shows can get together through that and. We'll see yeah. how many marriages Clang are responsible for. Okay. You could pretty soon be spending your whole year watching consummations. We can start a, a commune, all the Clang children that are born as a result of us. What a wonderful image, you walking <laughs> around in togas, watching people have sex in tents. Um, thanks for joining me, Steve. Thank and, you very um, much. Thanks for making up rumours about the other two. Um, all the best with the series and the DVD. Cheers. There we go, that's Radiohead and My Iron Long. And before that, we had uh, The Go Betweens and Right Here, which was a session track recorded for Six Music in the hub for GID uh, on the 9th of May 2005. The fidgeting and fussing and knocking of shortbread crumbs off of jeans that you can hear is the arrival of Matt Ford. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thanks you for that shortbread you brought me. That's all right, caramel and chocolate. Said you were going to save that. After I asked you specifically to. Yeah, I bought it this morning on the way in. Does that mean all those chunks are mine? No. Um, how many are left? Wow. There's What's two really? left. I've had three or four. Already? They're small. I mean, we should c- clarify. When people think of caramel shortbread, they're thinking of something about the size of, you know, your fingers. That, <laughs> <laughs> that I think that's is, chocolate fingers, isn't that it? That is short. So they're, that's yeah, they're small. little. They're sort of nibble bites. That is about a quarter or maybe even a fifth of the size of a normal portion 
of something I heard recently. It's called Millionaire Shortcake. Yeah, I, had, I was chatting to a woman in... Uh, I went to Asda to get some shopping once, and the woman on the till I was buying... She was sort of a young, quite sexy girl, and I'm quite oh, a yeah. young, sexy girl, um, boy. Um, <laughs> and I was buying embarrassing stuff, like... Johnny's. Know, toilet cleaner and um you know like i bought uh five ramekins because i was gonna make creme brulee yeah and uh she was scanning they were on offer lovely little ramekins oh um, they're the little pots that you make yeah creme brulee um and she said oh what are you gonna what are you gonna use them for they're they're pretty and I went, they're not pretty i'm gonna make creme brulee yeah and she went oh i made some stuff for my boyfriend i made him that milliner's uh shortbread milliner's <laughs> He's a hat maker, is he? She went, yeah, he's, 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 uh, he didn't like it, but I said it was nice. You know that middle bit? It's supposed to be chewy, isn't it? It's supposed to be like gooey, like caramel. Yeah. Because he said it was supposed to be crunchy. I said, don't be an idiot. No. And I said, no, I used to be a chef. It's supposed to be. I should tell him that. I should tell him when we met a chef. I used to be a chef. I don't care. I'm going to tell him I met a chef. And he said he was an idiot. Good. And I'm going to get decked by someone's boyfriend just wandering around. No, you're not. I'll hang around with you. I'm just going to start with you if I'm there. I'll be your personal security guard. He's proven. Well, we spent yesterday together and... Uh, you hated it. You whined like a mule. <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> Only because you started playing pranks on me when I was nodding <laughs> off. Videoing me and all sorts. <laughs> was, that was an outrage. I was uh, being terrorised at a friend's house. I pay £3.95 for the wrestler. I told you I'd pay two quid. Half the majority shareholder on that film. <laughs> You're still slate, slating me. I don't think I can wrestle anymore. You're an outrage. You then he was leaning over me while I was asleep. He had the kitchen light on, and he was stood in the doorway. So he had this sort of corona around him, <laughs> leaning over me, <laughs> scaring the bejesus out of me. I waited till he just came to, and then I went. <laughs> no, you did. You went. <laughs> like that. You had a demonic look on your face, yeah. a glint in your eye. And you said, oh, what are you doing, you pervert? <laughs> <laughs> like I, didn't call you a, I was in the middle of a nightmare anyway. <laughs> no, I've oh, recorded man. him snoring. Maybe I'll try and get it off my phone. But um, I'll so, play it in next week. The sound of you snoring, is, it was intense. There's nothing I can do about it. I can't believe how quickly you fall asleep as well. <laughs> like, I would wake you up, you know, and you would go... <laughs> <laughs> Literally two seconds later. <laughs> It was. I mean, this wasn't three o'clock in the afternoon after a big lie-in. This was me and Rico, all day sesh around Swindon. Anyone would have been nodding off. We were physically exhausted, especially after we had to walk six miles. We got a taxi to a pub, I know, and I said, we'll get a taxi out to this pub and then we'll walk back to mine and there's like... Oh, there's lots of pubs on the way. four pubs on the way. First, what was honestly like half hour walk or something. It wasn't raining, it was nice. We walked along a grass verge. Oh, where's this pub? (laughs) This is a trick, isn't it? This is just a trick. You you had to admit you got lost. I would have to go straight into the toilet and tell myself off now. Sweating. I was a bit warm. We walked miles. And we, we just had a couple about of pints a mile. Of, we'd had a couple of pints of a steak sandwich, so that that's weighing on any man. Yeah, and you need to walk it off. Yeah, no, but not immediately, because that's what makes you sweat. Go out for a nice few afternoon ales and some nice food. But, she comes back around. Uh, I've got double yeah. vodka red bulls. <laughs> that's what I would do, Chasers. I think he had the idea of like some posh brandy or something. Yeah, I came back with a brandy. She comes back with double vodka red bull <laughs> at three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm at 12. <laughs> I was having... Other drinks as well. That was no, just... you were at once. I'll have a bit of that one and I'll have a bit of that one and I'll have a. <laughs> <laughs>
It's not even a big short bread. <laughs> it's only a fifth the size of the. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I thought we'd had a lovely day yesterday. We did have a lovely day, didn't we? Making coins at each other. <laughs> got to the point where he just said, "I am drunk." <laughs> Wait a bit of a game, and we made little, we made football goals with our fingers on the side of the table, and I'd flick a coin, and then we went on to rugby goals where you flick those You've fingers. Got to get some air. lift on it. Got to get it over. And then was... we had to retire injured. <laughs> really, <laughs> got flicking a quid. Oh, unbelievable! When you get it right on the nail, it stings. You disagreed. We weren't. In a... Do you know what I love in pubs is ale and quiz machines, and I love going. We went into a pub, and just because we're clever, I got two extra quid that I didn't have. Yeah. And I went, it's amazing that, isn't it? You go into a pub and now I've got two quid that I didn't have just because I know stuff. And he went, well, well you know, you know that. No, you rubbish. Said, yeah, yeah, you said, because we're intelligent. I said, yeah. We know the sort of stuff that this sort of machine asks us. There was some pretty highbrow questions. We don't get drunk and then turn up at Oxford University banging on the doors. <laughs> say, right, take grand, I'll take any of you on. Because we'd lose. Yeah. But at pub level stuff, that's where we can do. There were some hard questions on there about early era Coronation Street. You can sure. Huh? Yeah, we didn't get all of them right. I like those things too, but you know. Hey, I got an email for you. All right. Someone sent in an email. Corsten yeah. um, Blake. <laughs> Is that someone's name? Yes. That's a cracking name. Do you want it? I'm okay with mine. Yeah, really? Sticking with that, are you? I've got a website now. Matt I can't go Ford. Oh, come on. <laughs> Corsten Blake. Dear John, I have been an avid podcast listener for a long time. Yes. I was listening to last week's show when I heard the offer by a listener to give 40 wholesale cheese. Mm. I also work in a cheesemonger's. Um, Where? Uh, You're right. <laughs> what was that going down? A little bit of hummus and pita bread. Hummus. Um, hummus. Hummus. Who calls We've it? had this argument before. Hummus is decaying plant matter that you put on soil. H U double M U S. So what's that you're eating? Hummus. And how is that? They're spelt the same way. It's spelled H O U M O U S. How mouse? It doesn't matter what it is, I'm eating it and it's come back on me. All right? Yeah. Okay. Fair I thought we could have just moved on. I also in a cheesemonger's, um, Corsten Blake. That's right. Um, which is part of a chain that has branches in Edinburgh. I am therefore Ooh. guessing that your other friend works for the same chain. I would like to say a big hello to my fellow cheese employee, and I'm excited to find fellow listeners. We're bringing cheese together. I will also add that if Fordy ever finds himself in Aberdeen, I will happily also provide him with wholesale price cheese. This is becoming a theme now. I probably will not go to Aberdeen this year, but I might go next year. So yeah. if you're still working there... Well, there's no time in. limit on the offer. You can rock up there when you're 65. I'll come for me cheese. <laughs> Don't go giving me any markup on it. Are you funny? <laughs> I'm Corsten Blake. <laughs> I changed my name. I got bored of Ford. No, um, one, no one gets bored of Ford. Let's... Um, Make that clear. Wow, you've got really intense eyes. Well, I have. That's a strength and a weakness. They're uh, vibrant when they're open, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have seen that one coming. Come on. Yeah, you should yeah. have seen it coming if you'd had your eyes open. Oh, oh. two. That counts, that, does that it? That counts as two, yeah, yeah. Am I winning? Well, I'm not sure who you're playing. BBC Six Music. That was The Chemical Brothers <laughs> and Let Forever Be. Featuring Noel Gallagher. Stop playing with yourself. I'm not a whoa! <laughs> We've got to clarify what part of the body. I was just scratching the end of my nose. You weren't scratching the end of your nose, you were foraging within. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Dear John and Fordy. Yo. Um, yesterday was my boyfriend Doug's 25th birthday. 
Um, what do you call a girl who's not longer going out with Doug? Douglas. I'll save it for the podcast. <laughs> I would do, yeah. I wouldn't go around calling women Douglas either. <laughs> right, right, Doug. <laughs> um, for some reason, we feel terrible this morning and we think we may both be allergic to champagne, cider, gin, beer and tequila. We tried to line our stomachs with toad in the hole, but to no avail. I don't like toad in the hole. I there you go, it. I said it. Um, I think the only cure may be a shout-out from 40, perhaps a pull-yourself-together or something. Thank you, Caroline and Doug in Burley, Leeds. <laughs> that, was, that, was like, um, that was a sort of raising... Uh, people being sort of hoisted up. It's the know. same noise you made when you found out the caramel shortbread had run out. <laughs> 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 And then um, we'll use this as a way of teasing forward to what you're going to be doing after the news. Oh, yeah. Picking your nose again. Making the news. Hello, John Fordy and the posse. Yo! Um, I'm emailing to ask for Fordy's help. I have a job interview this afternoon for bar work in a casino. I've had loads of interviews in the past three years, but so far I've got nothing from them. Does the legend have any tips for me, Chris and Margate? Well, we've done job interviews technique, haven't we? We have, indeed. So uh, the tip would be to go back and listen to that show again. Yeah. And pick up the tips. Download a few of our podcasts. Not only do they contain quality advice, they'll make you feel better. As John Stradamus, though, I can tell you that <sighs> you will get this job, but when they ask you um, what your biggest fault is, don't say flatulence, which is what you're going to do at the moment. Say um, You're straight into Paul McKenna territory here. You're going to get the job, but when you hear this song, <laughs> you're going to think that Robbie Williams has come into the room. <laughs> Oh, that's quite a good impression. You should uh, you should do a character. Yeah, maybe I should. Yeah, just anything that isn't Ford Adamus. Ford Adamus. <laughs> Don't steal John Stradamus, mate. That is that's that's going to run and run. That is a feature that that's going to telly. I've already got Richard Branson sniffing round. He wants to pick it up. Um, <laughs> I don't know why Richard Branson would get involved. There's really nothing to do with it. Why would he described as sniffing? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, what are you going to be talking about today? Today I'm going to be talking about a Scottish place. Yes, good boy. Um, where things happen for a month. Yeah. We go there every year and have a cracking... T- well, I have a great time. <laughs> thoroughly miserable. I have a breakdown. But the people who go and watch your show at this festival... Oh, well, leave the lucky ones. ...in a lovely mood. Ah. Oh. Now, there are certain pieces of advice. One of the first things that occurred to me, John, was how important it is to pace yourself at this thing. Mm. Now, that can be taken two ways, and, and this is my genuine advice for anyone going to this festival. If you're going for a long time, take it slow. Plenty of time. It's a marathon, not a sprint. However, if you're going for a weekend, it is a sprint. Fit everything in, stay out all night, and enjoy yourself. Good. Um, and the licensing... Uh, regulations in that city do allow you to do that. So, so, extending your marathon analogy, does that mean that you should just talk about it for a couple of months and then just not do anything else about it? Oh. What are you talking about? Uh, talking I don't know about what you... how you seem to oh, deal with marathons. Whoa, 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 whoa! Right, you're swinging, are you? Well, I'm just saying, just saying. What, mate? I told you my my proper training regime starts in <laughs> September. All I did in those early days was prove to myself that I was physically capable of going of out and running, running a marathon. That was proven. That people across the country saw me running around. They didn't know who Did I they? was, but... Are if, you confusing yourself with Eddie Izzard? No, what you've got to ask yourself is, if there was an appeal for witnesses t- with a description of me put out, if there'd been an accident or something, people would say, yes, we definitely remember him because he looks so odd running. <laughs> so the, the witnesses are out there. They just don't know who I am. That's what I'm saying. Okay, okay. Cracking on. Know the rules of the place. Um, some oh, of the yeah. customs there are slightly different, even though you are in the UK. Are they? 
double sausage, mate. <laughs> if you order a sausage in a chippy in Edinburgh, that means two sausages. No. And you cannot reason with these Those people. people are crazy. I'm telling you. you we've been there before. You want a sausage? You'll have two. I say, chips and sausage, please. And they come back with two. I said, I just said sausage. Latch the portion. <laughs> that, oh, and wow. that's what you get. Right, well, so what's double sausage? Surely. Four sausages. <laughs> that doesn't make you angry, though, surely. That's a good thing. Yeah, it is a good thing. It's a bonus for me, but I've seen people... Well, give it to me. <laughs> that's the that's the solution, maybe. Are they I smaller should... sausages? No, they're big sausages. You're this... talking big battered sausages, two of them. There's this... a lot to take down. <laughs> <Does> this... <laughs> <laughs> for normal people, for normal Does people, for me. Does this only apply to sausages or other things? I think it applies to some other things as well, but generally in a fish and chip Bush shop. Cakes. I'm allergic to fish, so I wouldn't know. Pays. I have no empathy for people that order them. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so there's that. Um, yeah, and staying with the chip shops, this peculiar Scottish sauce that's halfway oh. between brown sauce and vinegar exists. Mm. So just be wary on the force that you apply to that thing, because with brown sauce, you need to g- get a fair bit of purchase on it to get something out. <laughs> with this stuff, you squeeze it as hard as brown sauce, and you're potentially ruining your tea. Or your breakfast, in my case. <laughs> um, you know what? I've always thought, and, and, and this is a good piece of advice I'm going to give anyone go there. Take a camera. I think it'd be a brilliant place to shoot a music video or <laughs> just, just get, just get, just get. I imagine Paolo Natini doing a video up there. Yeah. Just on some cobbled steps, doing a little fiddly twiddly. So this feature is where you give people tips and now you're tailoring them to Paolo Natini. Well, just to anyone who's got a camera, go up there, take some photos of yourself. I think Edinburgh's... Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that Scottish place. Never mind. It's only a game. Oh, A game that you lost. Um, It's a beautiful place for... When it rains, (laughs) I think it looks better. Because the old gothic buildings and the old intriguing little cobbled alleyways and yeah. stairwells and stuff like that. Lots of places to sit and eat chips, aren't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, but it's, it's got a sort of moody, old... You really feel old-fashioned. You can feel the history of the place. It's nice. Yeah, no, it's a good so you get tip. some photos of yourself in some sort of shabby shoes and jeans looking like, I don't know, someone cool. Go to the festival and record a pop video. Yeah. yeah, or just just get some good shots. If you're a photographer, it's a cracking city. You'll be in your element. Yeah. Just as a person, it's a cracking city. Um, now, what I think with any of these things, when there's a lot of entertainment on there, a lot of different shows, not just comedy, but other stuff as well, mm. um, have your red lines early doors to say, right, we're definitely going to go and see stuff we know is good, and we're going to book that in advance so that we're not disappointed. So book your tickets now for quality shows. Um, but on the day, then take a punt. So have things that you're definitely going to go and see, so you know you're going to go and see some quality, but if you've got a couple of hours free, go and see something that we, maybe you would never have gone and seen before. Could be brilliant, could be absolute rubbish. Right, yeah. But you can walk out. Yeah. So, you know, you might stumble across something, eh? Yeah. So that's quite nice. Uh, go up a hill. Right. I did that last year. <clears throat> it was brilliant, wasn't it? We the went wrong up. one. No, we went up a hill. Yeah. As, as we, well, we thought it was the right one. Yeah. Turned out it was the wrong one. But it's yeah. right next to the right one. I know. They're both part of the same hill, and just a, a, a bit goes like that and a bit goes up like that. Yeah. I was gesturing with my hands. Yeah. My left hand radio. went up and my right hand went down. So it's the p- same region. It's the same building. It's the same body. <laughs> and it's just got two heads, and we went up the wrong head. Yeah. <clears throat> we went up the lower, shallower head. 
But that was still a tough old walk. Yeah. Wasn't it? I know. And there but wasn't was even a pub at the top for you to get angry about. But wasn't it lovely up there? How still and serene it all looked below us. Yeah. And yeah. then there was that weird Chinese girl playing a flute. On the it edge. wasn't a flute, it was a weird sort of... Piccolo or something, Yeah, it? she was right on the edge of that cliff, she was. That's where you uttered the famous phrase, Yeah, oh, Matt Ford, six music, always looking for music. <laughs> well, I, what else do you say to someone that... Well, you probably leave them alone, to be honest. You've got to be careful in that situation, haven't you? Because you wanted to let... I wanted to let her know that there were people in her life. Um, be prepared for rain and yes. walk, plenty of walking. And a, a lot of stuff's uphill there, because it's very hilly, so be prepared for that. So be C prepared to sweat... Five. So dress accordingly. Yeah. Take it. Oh, buy a hat. <laughs> I bought a hat last year. It was cool, wasn't it? Remember that black hat I was wearing? Yeah, yeah. It Remember looked that? really cool. I looked a bit like Sam Neill in Jurassic Park. <laughs> in fact, I actually bought some shades just so that I could do the thing of taking my shades and my glasses off like that and looking at something in the distance. Okay. Like I'd just seen a T-Rex, so that's good fun. <laughs> um, make sure you go with the right people. Yeah. Take your mates, is what I'm saying, for a short amount of time. Because... It's it wears on people, doesn't it? Yeah. It can get very stressful. You see a lot of arguments up there, and mm. it's uh, <clears throat> not good. So just take let your mates come and see you for a couple of days. Go up with some mates for a long weekend. I would say that's the ideal amount of time as a punter to go to the festival. Mm. Friday through Monday, and have a blowout. Good. Have a great old time. That it. That's it. John Richardson, BBC Six Music. Now the Al picture thing. We yeah. can't get hold of Al picture. Oh. So you're going to have to be Al again. Okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> How have you been? <laughs> yeah, good. Just over in Sweden, you know, so... Still got that cough. Good. That weird breathing thing you do. Yeah, yeah, I've got that. Oh, I've got it of 40. <laughs> um, do you want to hear some of the suggestions we had for the picture you sent in last week of the yeah, bike the, the, the bike frame chained to the... Oh, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Vicky in Bedfordshire says you could play the theme tune to You've Been Framed. That's quite a good one. Oh, yeah, that's good, yeah. Um, bike Scene by Taking Back Sunday. Um, how yeah. about Stripped by Shiny Toy Guns yeah. from uh, Pete Daly in London and uh, Rich from Cambridge. Oh, right. Rachel in Manchester, Handlebars by The Flowbots with the line, I can ride my bike with no handlebars. Yeah. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and Joyride by The Killers. Oh. Yeah, of all those songs, it's probably the best song. You think so? Yeah. Well, that's not what we've gone for. All right. Okay. Um, but you'll join us again next weekend, will you, Al? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will do, mate. I'm, okay. I'm swinging this week, but I'll be somewhere else next week, so... And Matt Ford, you'll join us next week. Yeah, of course, yeah. We will be live in the Scottish place next yes. week. Uh, with Mickey Flanagan, Charlie Baker, Tim oh, Key. Heavy We've got some great guests lined up. <laughs> Marcus Brugstock, <laughs> Stephen K. Amos. It's going to be a month of absolute fun in that there Scottish place, so I hope you can join us for those. Have a smashing week. The song we've gone for was suggested by Craig in Cumbernauld, and he's gone for Johnny Flynn and Leftovers, with which we will use to hand you to the Music Week. Have a great week. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. John Richardson. BBC Six Music. There we go. That was this week's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and we will see you again with another one next week, live from the Edinburgh Festival, no less. You can join us if you can. We've got a whole load. There'll probably be too much in the shows to put in the podcast, I would have thought. So best just to tune in Sunday mornings, 10 in the morning. If you want to email us and challenge Fordy to do something while up in the Scottish city, yep. you can email us on johnrickson.sixmusic at bbc.co.uk and you can join in on the Picture Picture Gallery while you're online as well. His next picture is up there. We have the results of this week's pod joke. What do you call a Frenchman who farts through his willy? Pierre. Ha-ha! <laughs> I told you this one before we went on air. You did. And I realised that that's ruined. You'll have to do a big fake laugh now.
Okay, just say Pierre and then I'll, I'll know. Right. Pierre! <laughs> oh. well, that's quite good. You're quite a good actor. Now do, yeah. now sort of cry. You've got to say Pierre again. <laughs> Pierre! <laughs> that is quite good, isn't it? Quite, quite the actor. Now sort of look, um, sort of uh, angry. But he'd be angry when I see Okay. It. Pierre! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now when I say it, say goodbye and we'll see you all next week. Pierre! Goodbye and we'll see you all next week. Yeah, I agree. Bye! BBC Six Music Podcasts. If you like John Richardson, try the Adam and Joe podcast. Download for free at bbc.co.uk slash six music. Six music.